This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, where today our show is staying close to home as Woodbine is host to four stakes races, and we'll have our eye on two of them in particular. First, well, he's back! We must be talking about Canadian horse racing rock star, the one and only Pink Lloyd, who after a brief vacation, heads the field for the $175,000 Kennedy Road Stakes, one of Woodbine's features today. Actually, the Kennedy Road was named for another Canadian racing legend who was Canada's Horse of the Year in 1973, and is also an inductee into to the Canadian Horse Racing Hall of Fame. Pink Lloyd comes into today's race, a winner of 26 to 32 lifetime races with 23 of these stakes victories, and he has earned just over $2 million in purses, which he hopes to add in today's Kennedy Road. And someone who's been close to Pink Lloyd's career is Frank DeGiulio Jr., whose entourage stable has been fortunate to hold the ownership papers on this horse racing machine. Shortly on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, we will speak with Frank and find out from him what it's like to own a Canadian horse racing icon. Also today, while rivalries in horse racing are sometimes rare, but when they do happen, they add some spice to the sport. And how many of us are old enough to remember Aladar and affirmed and a tremendous three-race performance in the 1978 Triple Crown races? Well, today at Woodbine, we will have an opportunity to witness what is mounting as a Canadian horse racing rivalry in the $125,000 Ontario Derby, featuring Queen's Plate and Prince of Wales Stakes winner Mighty Heart and Belichick, who finished second to Mighty Heart in the plate but was a decisive winner of the Breeders' Stakes and prevented a Canadian Triple Crown winner. Who will win the rubber match today? Well, Ernie Peary, Woodbine's morning line oddsmaker and clocker, has installed Belichick as the 5-2 second choice in the morning line, and Mighty Heart is the third choice at 7-2 with the morning line favorite honors going to field pass at 2-1. You'll be hearing from Ernie shortly, and we will discuss with him how he develops a morning line and how he came up with the morning line odds in today's Ontario Derby. We'll also get Ernie's morning line option on the two remaining stakes races at Woodbine today, the $150,000 Ontario Damsel Stakes and the $175,000 Best Arabian Stakes. And finally, not to be forgotten, Woodbine Mohawk Park boasts a competitive card of harness racing today with some tremendous betting opportunities, which we will review along with some additional hitting potential betting nuggets and some of our other North American tracks racing today. In our Pony Picks of the Day, Larry's hot. It's going to be a great show. Once again, you better get your HPI and Dark Horse apps and accounts ready for some heavy betting action. When we come back, my co-host, the one and Larry Simpson will join us and we'll talk about some current horse racing news and of course Pink Lloyd stay with us Ponies 24-7 the radio magazine is back in a second Ponies 24-7 the radio magazine brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing more from the track when we come back on 105.9 the region go from dark horse to winner Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. 
Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, the expert. Oh, he's making money. He's the one and only on Ponies, Larry Simpson. Larry, how are you, my friend? I'm doing okay. How about you? Not bad, not bad. Um, it was, and I guess this is a bit of a quiet time for horse racing in North America. The Breeders' Cup is over. A lot of the big races are over, and we're getting ready, especially in America, for their big Thanksgiving holiday coming up. So there's a little bit of a lull. There's a lull, but... Uh... There's still some news going on. Uh, next week, obviously, is the American Thanksgiving, and it's always a big uh, weekend of racing for horse players, especially, because there's always a lot of stakes races. And And uh, Churchill Downs just announced uh, recently this week that uh, they have a couple of big uh, graded turf races that they normally run on that weekend, mm. uh, and uh, they're canceling all turf racing going forward as of... Uh, this weekend now, so is uh, that COVID related, Larry? Uh, no, it's just they they've had some issues. They say that the track is it's just not taking to the climate change. Uh, oh, you know, really? From the, the warmer weather to the cold weather. So, uh, two of the uh, the graded stakes races that people look forward to watching on uh, Thanksgiving weekend have been canceled for this year. And there was a few other smaller stakes races that have been switched over now to the Churchill dirt surface. So. Now, is there any chance some of those uh, turf races, would they ever be moved to another track that had better turf? Uh, no, no, because uh, a lot of your, your eastern tracks are, are kind of winding down their uh, their turf racing. Like Aqueduct has a, a couple of big turf races today, which we'll talk about maybe a little bit later. But uh, really the only other turf racing going on is uh, would be Del Mar, and then when Del Mar ends, it'll be Santa Anita, so... Well, a name that you've heard in this show uh, numerous times over the last couple of months, Mark Cassie. Pretty big week. Pretty big week. He won his uh, 3,000th uh, win. Uh, he, he had that win at uh, Gulf Tre- Gulfstream Park uh, this weekend or this past week. So uh, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Uh, he's obviously had some good horses like War of Will and uh, Wonder Godot that won the Queen's Plate a couple of years ago. So it's very impressive. Uh, this is a pretty cool day at Woodbine, four large stakes races, uh, but it, it's hard to, it's not that I want to ignore other horses and other races, but how can you not talk about Pink Lloyd and the numbers and legacy this horse has put up? I mean, it really is a rock star of horses right now. Well, he is, and, and like the story is just amazing. We've we've talked about him, and we've had Bobby Tiller, his trainer, on, on the show in the past, and uh, any, anybody that doesn't know about uh, Pink Lloyd obviously has been living under a rock or something. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it won the Kennedy Road Stakes in 2017 and 2019, and most horses would not still be racing in a stakes race still at this point. Well, exactly, and, and uh, you know, hopefully uh, today he uh, wins it again. Thrilled to be joined by Frank DiGiulio Jr., Entourage Stable. If you're wondering, well, who's Frank? Well, you if you think about the horse Pink Lloyd, then you know Frank. Frank, thanks for joining us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, just tell us about the year it's been with Pink Lloyd and how it's changed you and the stable. Uh, well, it's been it's been odd as it has for everyone uh, for different reasons, but I mean he's just uh, carried on like he's uh, he's not getting uh, older; he's getting better almost. He's had a wonderful year. I mean, it's abbreviated given uh, the late start to the year with COVID, but um, he hasn't missed a beat. And uh, he's four for four, and it's uh, um, we we weren't able to go out and watch his first two races, but we were able to go out and watch his uh, third and fourth, and uh, it's 
it's just always a thrill to to see him run, whether it's on TV or in person. So we had, as you know, we had Bobby Tiller on on the show a few weeks ago, and and we asked him, you know what it was that made him a special horse, and when did he know that this was a special horse? I'm going to ask you the same question. Uh, when did you know that you had something special? Well, uh, as you know, he didn't start so late in his four-year-old year, but uh, in his training at two and three and four, uh, Bob would always say, you know, he'd work well, and then he'd come up with a, an injury, and Bob would say, oh, we got to send him to the farm, or we got to lay him up. And But he was always working well, and he always spoke highly of him, and uh, uh, always thought he could run, but it was after his first race for me anyway, when I saw it with my own eyes and he ran in one Oh nine and, and won easily. And I remember, uh, grabbing my friend Ed Longo beside me and my son. And I said, this horse can run. And I was just so excited and so relieved because it was so much time, uh, in, co- you know, so much time, uh, to get to that point that, uh, yeah, after that, I mean, he ran one Oh nine. I think there was a stake race. Few days later, if I recall, that also ran in 109, and I said, "Wow, he can, you know, he just broke his maiden. And I think he can compete with those horses." So, uh, and he just really never disappointed after that. Well, what was more impressive to you, Frank, that the fact he was so good late, getting a late start in his career as a horse, but or the fact he just keeps it going year after year? I think that he keeps it going year after year, and and, uh, and and you know maybe the late start has helped him. Uh, maybe you know because we, uh, you know, he had a lot of time to develop. Maybe that's helped him in the long run. Who knows? But just the fact that Bob's kept him at the top of his game for five years now, I mean, is crazy. I mean, horses don't stay that good that long. And uh, obviously, you credit the horse, but obviously, you credit you know, the care he's gotten and, and uh, how he's been managed. And, uh, you know, from Bob's assistant trainer, Tom, to the groom, Michelle, and uh, uh, just everyone that's taking care of him. I mean, he and he's responded by giving everything he has every time he runs. So and he's won- he, he really hasn't run a bad race. I know he hasn't won every race, but he really hasn't run a bad race. When you, I mean, he's always got – there's a reason why uh, he may not have, you know, won – every one of his races, but, uh, he, he hasn't run a bad race. Okay. And he's won 26 of 32 lifetime races. Is it, is it still a thrill every time he wins? Oh, absolutely. And it's always, it's all, you always get nervous before he runs too. So, uh, and this one, he's been off for two and a half months and, uh, yeah, you always, you never, I never want to take anything for granted because anything can happen at any time. And, um, uh, you know, the more he wins, I think the more people expect him to win, but it's not that easy. So, Well, Frank, I, I just love the name Entourage Stable. Where did you come up with Entourage? Why Entourage? Uh, we have friends in the, in the stable that just like the, the show Entourage, and um, we actually, believe it or not, it started as Maverick Stable uh, about 15 years ago, and we, we weren't having much luck, so it's thought we changed the name, so we decided to change it to Entourage, and uh, that's the whole reason we've had much better luck, but no, uh, uh, we just, you know, just thought it was, you know, we were an entourage of friends and, and relatives and just thought, uh, uh, it would be a good name for a stable. And you, and you and Bob Tiller have been together for quite a while, haven't you? Yeah. My dad, uh, got his first horse with Bob in 1981 and, uh, and I was involved, uh, uh, you know, through that since then but uh got involved with my dad in 1986 and have been with them ever since so 
why is it as an owner important to have a relationship with a trainer like you have with Bob? Well, well, it's a, it's it's a relationship uh, that you know it's not unlike any other relationship. You have to have trust and you have to have uh, loyalty, and um, I think that's what we have for each other. And and you have to believe, you know, in the other person. And I have the utmost trust in in Bob's not only opinion of horses, but in his character and uh, in his honesty. And uh, I think you have to have that in any relationship. If you don't have trust in the relationship, it's not going to work. So I think uh, uh, that's really important. And it's just, you know, we've really had no other, re- you know, it's just been a, you know, there's ups and downs, especially in this business. But, uh, you know, you try to ride them out. And uh, hopefully if you stay in long enough, you're able to have some success. So we've been able to do that. And, uh, yeah, it's just uh, hopefully uh, he feels the same way as far as the mutual respect and um I think that's that's what you need in, in with any relationship. Um, so if if, I, if I'm recommending to any owner out there, try to find a trainer that that you have that rapport with and is willing to listen to you. And obviously they're the experts, but um, let you get involved and uh, be part of it. That's great advice. Obviously he's the best horse you've ever had, but you've had some other decent ones too, haven't you? Yes, uh, it took a while for me to admit he was the best horse I ever had because I, <laughs> I, felt, like I, was, I felt like I was disrespecting my other ones. Uh, you know, I've got a soft spot for the Mascadan because that was the first really good horse my dad and I had. And uh, a horse like Wind City was horse of the year, but I finally had to give in and, and call him the best <laughs> when you win When you win 26 out of 31, it's kind of hard to say he's not the best you've ever had. But, no, we've had some fortune enough to have good ones over the years. And, uh, but yeah, we won't. I don't think we'll top this one, that's for sure. Frank DiGiulio, Jr., Entourage Stable. Frank, thanks for joining us. i got to tell you, Larry Simpson gets sparkles in his eyes every time he talks about Pink Lloyd. So you've made him a very happy man with a horse like that. That's for sure, Frank. <laughs> Well, I, I hope that's the case with a lot of people. I hope they appreciate him, and uh, I know he's got a good following. So uh, it's unfortunate people can't be out to see him today, but uh, hopefully things will get better in the future, and, and that'll change. So, um, But yeah, I appreciate all the interest and the support, and I appreciate your interest today as well. Well said. Thanks, Frank. Take care. All the best. Thank you. Take care. When we come back, we are still talking Woodbine as Clocker and Morning Line Oddsmaker Ernie Peary is up next. Hang on. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. We'll be back in a moment. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one app for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 450 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to hpibet.com to join for free today. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at cosaonline.com or call 905-854-2672. This is 105.9 The Region. 
Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to the show. I'm Jim Lang with the man, Larry Simpson, the prince of the ponies picks of the day, and thrilled to be joined by Ernie Perry, Woodbine's clocker and morning line odds maker, back with us today. Ernie, welcome back to the show. Always a pleasure. How are you? Great, guys. Thanks for having me on today. Uh, no, not a problem. I mean, Larry and I have talked about it before. I mean, today you've got your hands full, especially a big race featuring Belichick, Mighty Heart, and Field Pass, three outstanding horses. It must be awfully tough to set a morning line with horses that good. It really is. And then you have, uh, like you said, Field Pass, the shipper. Uh, and anytime Mike Maker sends up a horse here, he takes attention. So whether the horse can you know, run sometimes or not. The fact that it's a Mike Maker horse coming from the U.S., I have to take that into consideration. Is there a formula, Ernie, that you use, though, like uh, when, you know, you can say, okay, well, this horse should be 5 to 2 and this horse should be 10 to 1. Is there a formula or is it just uh, basically based on the past performance? So it's based on the past performances, um, trainers, jockey combinations, but my numbers have to add up. There is a percentage that it has to add up, right? Mm. If everything was equal and there was no takeout, it would be 100%. So each per each odd has a percent to it, right? Uh, for example, 2 to 1, I believe, is 33%. 5 to 2 is 28%. So I needed to add up to 100, but plus there's takeout. So I, I, add, I allow 15% for the takeout and about a point per horse. So it's 115 plus eight horses. You're looking at about 123. So when I'm all said and done, if the math adds up to 123, I feel that I'll be close to the morning line. Now, I look a horse like Belichick, who was so good the last race. It, it would be tempting as an odds maker, from my standpoint, to make it the favorite, but it doesn't always work the way, does it, Ernie? You're absolutely right. I, you know, I struggle between the one horse and the two horse because Belichick is the now horse, and he's going to be a fantastic horse going on. I just feel that the horse had run in restricted company, and Field Pass has run in open company. Plus, we have a lot of wagering from the U.S., so I feel that they would make that horse the favorite. But I really could go either way between those two. How much influence should a handicapper put on the morning line? You know, the morning line is a tool to, especially for uh, um, horizontal wagers, uh, you know, pick fives, pick fours that you use it. Once the betting windows open, the morning line is almost irrelevant because of parimutuel pool. All it is is a guide, and it's what I believe at the end of the race the horses will go off at. So it's just giving you a guide when you're looking at it maybe two days ahead and you want to wager. I feel that field pass is going to go off at two to one. And if it goes off at two to one at the end of the race, then I've done the right job. I'm not picking winners there. Um, I'm just picking what I feel horses will go off at at the end of the race. And I'm glad you brought up that distinction because I think people making bets sometimes go with their gut instinct. And even though maybe the odds don't favor, they think, I have a good feeling about this horse, but you're looking at it from a more mathematical standpoint to set the odds. Correct. So, I, like I said, I'm just looking for it to balance out at the end. And at the end of the day, if I made 
Belichick five to two. I want that horse to go off of five to two or three to one, uh, maybe two to one, a point on either side. I'm okay with. Uh, sometimes I make horses twenty to one and they go off at six to one. Some information I don't have. I don't know if horses had issues prior to the last race and, and things like that. So a lot of inside money would bet a horse. So I wouldn't have all that information. But it's a good tool to say, hey, if the mo- Odds maker made a horse twenty to one, and he's six to one. You should be paying attention to that horse. Hmm. Okay, all right. Now you're also the clocker, and and there's right. uh, there's three other stakes races today. You've got the Bess Arabian, the uh, the Damsel, and the uh, uh, Kennedy the, Road. So right. anything on the workout sheets that uh, has caught your eye for, for any of those races or maybe even any of the other uh, races today at Woodbine? Yeah, so the Best Arabian to me is probably the best race of the stakes today. Uh, any one of Super Escape, Boardroom, Painting, Artie's Princess, Amalfi Coast, Jakarta can win that race. So. I actually like the last work of Amalfi Coast. I think she's sorted things out, and she's coming into this race in very good shape, and you might get a decent price in Amalfi Coast. So from a workout standpoint, now that being said, painting uh, has been working fantastic as well. So when you get up to this quality of horses, it's very tough to distinguish between workouts between one and another because they're, they're all top horses, so they do work very well. Yeah, obviously looking forward to the Pink Lloyd race. I mean, this is one of the first races. He's got some tough competition here. Um, he's 26 for 31. He's won his last 10 out of 11 stakes. Now he's facing the likes of open stakes company like Silent Poet. Uh, Ride, Ride a Comet is coming off the layoff, and he's doing fantastic. So great stakes action for sure. What is the current odds for Pink Lloyd? Currently seven to five, and uh, if you notice, his odds in his previous uh, ten, twelve races has been well under four to five. So I don't think he should be that low, just because of competition he's facing this time. But I can see him in that range of seven to five. How do you juggle both jobs? Um, you know, clocking horses helps because there's a lot of first-time starters that I need to make the odds for. So. That definitely helps. Uh, you know, we're a small community here, so there's a lot of whispers and rumblings of horses that work well. And so that helps when I look at, uh, you know, workouts. But the workouts are 5.30 till 10. And then once that's over, entries are taken from uh, till roughly 2 o'clock. So then I get on the morning line roughly after that, so around 3 o'clock. As I've been in the banking business. I've been in a whole different bunch of businesses and, you know, when I first started out here, I took a big pay cut. But I was always coming to the racetrack from my, when my dad was taking me from when they had the steel gates up and you had to, the kids get in free. And, you know, I was betting exactors back then. So hey, it's just a natural progression. I took a pay cut, but it was, it's not work. I get up at 4.30 every morning, seven days a week. Actually, I'm off Monday now, so six days a week. But I don't drag myself in, so it's... Uh, it's pretty fun. Ernie, <laughs> yeah. always a yeah. pleasure. We always appreciate you coming on. Uh, continuous success at Woodbine, and all the best to you and the family. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks for having me. Anytime, guys. No problem. Thank you. Thanks. After the break, Larry Simpson breaking down some action at Woodbine, a betting gym at Woodbine Mohawk Park tonight, 
and maybe a betting nugget or two from other North American tracks because when Larry gives you the pony picks of the day, you make money. Your Dark Horse app, your HPI account better be ready and working overtime today. Stay with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day next. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 105.9 The Region. We'll be right back. Go from Dark Horse to winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Before we wrap up the show, of course, hey, it's Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, and you know him, you love him, Larry Simpson, his pony picks the day, looking at horse racing uh, tracks all across North America, beginning with Woodbine with some big races today, Larry. Yes, uh, obviously we've we've talked earlier. There's been some big races. Uh, the one that I'm going to kind of focus on for us here is the uh, Ontario Derby, which is race eight, which is the showdown between Mighty Heart and uh, Belichick. Uh, it's got a purse of 125,000. It's a Grade Three. It's very competitive, but uh, I'm going to go to number one, Field Pass, uh, and this is his actual first starter at Woodbine since 2018. So he must. Uh, feel that uh, Field Pass has, a, has a, a great shot in here. He's one for one at the distance and, and on also one for one on a synthetic surface. So uh, when I considered a lot of things in that, I just thought that he looks like he's been pointed to this race. Uh, he's been racing grade twos in, in the U.S. Um, it is a very competitive field. Possible long shot, maybe a number four, Lucky Curlin, which is Mark Cassie's horse. And, oh, uh, you, just, you uh, mentioned earlier, he made yeah, a little history this and, year. Yeah, he's on a bit of a ride right now. So uh, this horse looks to be improving, and uh, obviously uh, you can't disregard anything that uh, uh, Mark uh, enters in that. But uh, Belichick is improving too, and, uh, and of course, how can you throw out Mighty Heart? Uh, I think he'll run a lot better than he did in the Breeders, and I love the uh, jockey change today. So, but you mentioned earlier with Ernie. I mean, think about it. Odds makers: Belichick's five to two, Mighty Heart seven to two, Field Pass two to one. Talk about comp- it a is, competition. It is competitive, and and uh, and you know anybody could could pop up. It's that time of the year that anybody could pop up. So. Uh, moving on, uh, Aqueduct has a nice uh, turf race today, and I, I love turf racing. It's the Grade Three Red uh, Smith Stakes. Uh, I like the number eight horse called uh, Ziad, who's making his second start in the U.S. for uh, his trainer uh, Graham Motion, who's a super turf trainer. Um, Ziad made his uh, first start uh, last month at Keeneland in the, the Grade Three Sycamore, and finished a close third to a horse by the name of Red Knight, who happens to be the favorite today for the. Red Smith. Woodbine Mohawk Park has uh, several divisions of the Harvest Series stakes for young uh, three-year-old Ontario sired pacing fillies tonight. Race four is one division that I'm going to look at. I like the number five horse, uh, Smile by the Beach. Uh, She fits the uh, profile of an improving horse, uh, won her last start and quite handily, and she looks to be kind of a late bloomer and has enough gate speed to get a bit of a trip tonight. Uh, She's also finished in the money in six of ten of her races, so she's very consistent. And if you've got any money left, the Meadowlands has uh, a very serious card of uh, stakes races tonight. And uh, 
the eighth race is the TVG Mares Final, which is all your top uh, pacing mares. And I kind of like a horse by the name of Where Are We You Butte, who I, uh, when she raced at Mohawk a few uh, months back, I thought she had a shot, and she didn't really race that well. But she's had a, a tremendous, uh, she actually was uh, third in the Breeders' Crown for her, her division uh, back on the 31st of October. Uh, she has had a tremendous qualifier in about 150, uh, and she won it by like 10 links. So it looks like they were kind of pointing her to this race. So she's the seven horse. Yannick Jinkra is on it, the eighth race at the Meadowlands tonight. As always, Dark Horse and HPI will be very busy today and throughout the weekend. And, and Larry, just a question. A friend of my wife's, Brittany, is really getting to horse racing, a fan of the show, and wanted to ask you, why is it important to box your picks when making picks on HPI? I think it's important to box because it gives you uh, more opportunity to, to win rather than putting all your eggs in one basket, so to speak, and picking you know, one horse to finish first and one horse to finish second. Well, what happens if the horse that finished second finishes first? You lose, right? So, so you're hedging your bets, basically. It, that's basically what you're doing. You're hedging your bet. I like boxing exactors, um, whether you take a three-horse box or a two-horse box or a four-horse box. I, I just think you are hedging your, your bet, and you're, you're putting the odds in your favor of winning. That's that's why we listen, because Larry knows. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the latest Ponies 24-7 magazine, email Larry Simpson, theponies247experience at gmail.com. That's theponies247experience at gmail.com. Stick around with 105.9 The Region all weekend long. Of course, we have The Feed, York Region's only magazine show with the legend Ann Romer next. I'll be back Monday morning, and Larry will be back next week again with another Ponies Picks of the Day Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Bet safely. Enjoy your dark horse in HPI. Have a lot of fun. Enjoy the races. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 830 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.